I actually had a, 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 a school uniform. From homeschooling? Sure did. What? Yeah. The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oz Table Talk. My name is Luke. I'm at the table with Dave Ben, and Dr. Dan is back with us Hello. for the uh, the next installment in this series, which has been going going well, I think. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm king. We're going to be talking about Elijah tonight. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. You know, every day we come refreshed and yeah. <laughs> change <laughs> our clothing. Exactly the same clothes. Yeah, I'm going to say I, I don't think anyone's going to be or oh, any observant people out there are probably going to notice the fact we're all dressed exactly the same as we were for the last four episodes. So. We just wanted to keep con- consistently. You know, consistency is important. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that's it right. It brings a homely. Thing. That's right. Well, these are, I've actually just got seven sets of of this of outfit same, and so I just yeah. wear it every day. Yeah, it works for Steve Jobs. It works. It works for the. Oh, I can do it too, right? Excellent. <laughs> you are the last person that I would expect to wear the same shirt every day. Oh, is that yeah. true? Yeah. Okay. He, he would not. He would not have that. Not, oh, I would not love to hear one more of this. Keep on going. <laughs> you know, I have considered it. Have you? Yes. Really? Yes. There's what? A, I'm trying to remember who that's it was. It's called a uniform. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. called a uniform. Uh, well, like I was. You were homeschooled. You don't like uniforms. I actually had a, a, a school uniform. From homeschooling? Sure did. What? Yeah. <laughs> How does that make any sense? The, the one privilege. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually came about for a funny reason because when I was um, when I was young, homeschooling wasn't as popular as it is now. Correct. And so if people would see me if I was in town uh, with mum Legal reasons. Yeah, that... Huh? <laughs> legal reasons. Le- legal yeah. reasons. Well, they would see me and, and they would say to mum, well, why, why isn't he in school? He doesn't look sick. You know, like we literally had yeah. people say that to us on the street. Yeah, wow. And so she said, well, we'll fix this problem. So, you know... She I'm, got your uniform. That's right. So she let, she let me like design it and I designed a logo for the school and I, I she even gave me a book of Latin and got me to figure out a uh, like the, the Farouja school <laughs> yeah well I lived at a place called Balmoral and so it was Balmoral Christian College that's what it was on the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it had a it had a uh, population of one which is, <laughs> anyway but this isn't about me why are we why are we here <laughs> I don't know but it's pretty cool to know yeah <laughs> So and yes, I was reading about uh, like decision fatigue and how a lot of like creative people that are highly effective like they limit the amount of decisions they make. They have meal plans, right? Like like they they automate their lives. And one of the things was that they choose like a good quality set of clothes and they basically just buy multiples of it and yeah. then they don't have to think. It's just put on that. Every well, well look, you look. are full of surprises, aren't you? <laughs> Stephen Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, hashtag them into this episode. They might listen to it. That's right. We're always wearing the same I thing. I don't think well, Steve, Steve Jobs is, is going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> right. The family might yeah. want to be the Apple family. Yeah. <laughs> the Apple family. <laughs> but they, they wear the same thing. Yeah. They do. yeah. All right. So uh, this is our final episode today yeah. in okay. this marathon. Yeah. Okay. Marathon. Um, yeah, so I wanted to ask you a question, Dan. We're coming up to the end of 2021. Right. Uh, what is one of your uh, New Year's resolutions for none. 2022? I have none. You have none? You none. don't believe in resolutions of I, any kind? I do to take advantage of the fat and the rush of chemicals for my <laughs> patients. And I have used it in the past to take advantage of it at the time. I believe resolutions have to happen today. Right. That's the reason. It sounds like cliche perhaps, but I truly believe it. So okay. what and is I a resolution it. for today? Finish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. I have a rest. I don't know. Um, 
No, no, I don't have any right now. Uh, I do have plans for okay. for today, for tomorrow, for the week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, okay. Can I perhaps ask what are you most excited about in the upcoming year? Oh, but I, is that about what's coming? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, my family is not here right now, so I'm looking forward to meeting them again. I'm gonna take some time away. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Disclosing a very personal information. That's okay. Um, <laughs> So my wife and I became 18th years married last week. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And so to celebrate our 18th, I usually try to take time away with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened last week, but I had to work. So this week it will take place with a bit of mix of professional development as well. There, you know, But I'll do that first and then I'll do the, the other part. But I don't have resolutions as such. But I do have this idea of a long... so. Ah, this is going to sidetrack a little bit, but um, <laughs> Do it. Uh, pe- 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 people, um, a benefit, uh, this is a therapeutic intervention uh, on its own in terms of hope building, mm-hmm. uh, of goal setting, medium, mm-hmm. short, um, uh, short, medium, and long term, mm-hmm. and everybody should have such goals. If we don't, we lose track of purpose and sense. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because all you really have to do is change your short term resolutions or goals. We could call it goals. Mm-hmm. Because because the mid, the long one, as time goes by, becomes a medium, the medium becomes a short. Actually, no, you have to add the long one. Sorry, that's, that's the logic, isn't it? <laughs> so the, the medium becomes a short, the, 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 the long becomes a medium, and all right. you have to do is keep on adding one form. Yes. And when I talk okay, about long, yeah. I'm thinking 8 to 12 months. Between 9 to 8 to 12 months. I know some people say like, oh, no, but we don't have the time button. I know that. But hey, you know, if I do live uh, 8 to 12 months from today, I want to be doing something Yeah. That, look, that I look forward to. All right. So what are your long-term goals then? Um, <laughs> well, between now, I'm hoping to be able to go and see my family overseas mm-hmm. between now and 12 months. Okay. Yeah, so I do have that. That's a goal. Yeah. Um, Has it been a long time? Well, uh, I had the blessing to see them before COVID hit, 2019, 2020, and then 2020 came. So I, I saw them at that borderline. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been as long, yep. so I wouldn't say that. A few years, I suppose. Mm. Um, but I'll tell you all the more fun, in my opinion, practical goals. Those are more sentimental goals and that they're okay to have. Um, I sign, I, I, we mentioned that I like running before, mm. right? So I sign up for races ahead in advance. Okay. So today I already paid for a race that I'm going to be running in December next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I am signing up for one in August and one for July and considering one for May. So yeah. Okay. They, they What's the one in December? Uh, it's called GC50, Gold Coast, yeah. uh, 50 kilometers along the coast. Um, I think I will, well, I don't think I sign up for the 25 because my daughter is now running and I'd yeah. like to be with her. So, yeah, yeah, that's it, exciting. It has been lots of fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it, that's that's. D- does she beat you? Uh, she could if she wanted to, okay. <laughs> uh, but at the moment she hasn't put the effort yet to be able to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. Hold, hold on to that plans? lead. <laughs> <laughs> she, is that a goal for her? Be dead? I don't know. We might have to ask her. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I, I I find it enjoyable. Um, I think the last one we d- we did have two weeks ago. I think it was was it um, the same one actually. Okay. Uh, it was fun. It was lots of fun. I think I embarrassed her a lot. <laughs> and you have a s- almost seven she's seventeen in a few weeks. Almost seventeen year old there running with her father and and me. I don't know. Singing, jumping, was where they kilometered, I don't know, 20. And she's like, Dad. <laughs> she actually laughed and she said, oh, it was fun. So I'm glad that I've been able to do that. So yeah, cool. that's really nice. What yeah. about you? You warned us about this. I stopped thinking already. about this. No, I don't usually do resolutions either, okay, but I just, I just thought it'd be interesting. So what's your long-term plan then? <laughs> 
But is it because of the same reason? Because um, you can do decisions now? or Yeah, yeah, and also I, I feel like uh, they can obviously be quite futile. Um, New Year's resolutions, right? I, I, I like you, have, have resolutions in, in the form of goals, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, a yeah. very goal-driven person. So, yeah, it's not unusual for me to have short, medium, long-term goals. Um, yeah, so which one do you want to know, short, medium or long-term? Uh, let's go with... And, and for me, my definition of long-term is different than yours. My definition of long-term would be like five, ten years. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Then let's go for medium. Medium. Uh, okay, so medium, medium-term medium goal for me will be graduating from university. Okay. Um, and finding a job that is more suitable for uh, my ideology, I guess you would say. Okay. Because um, I'm currently working as an intern engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. It's building my skill set, uh, but I don't work for a company that um, specializes in humanitarian engineering, which is what I want to do. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, okay. yeah, I'd like to find something more along those lines uh, okay. on the medium term. You might have to move overseas. I'm open. That's very cool. You know, I told you I want to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because there's a lot of development Because there is a lot of development right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there is places isolated right far out yeah, in north true. and nobody wants to yeah, go man. to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, I'm, in, I'm, the, in the diamond mines. I'm not yeah. settled. I'm, I'm up for whatever God sends me to. Oh, mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. nice. You guys have goals, resolutions. Uh, can I say something in the, in the middle? Because yeah. you might have resolutions, but I did say that, but... I do think that even though it's the logic, right? If you have, if I have a new year's resolution right now, why don't I do it now? Yes, that's the idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> why do I have to wait until today? Is what the, to the, to the whatever it is. I don't mm-hmm. know when this is gonna come out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably come out in the new year, but okay. it's the twelfth of December. Why do I have to wait for the thirty-first of December at, yeah. at six thirty or twelve p.m. if you're into the, the whole thing, whatever that is, to make a decision? Yeah. Uh, the likelihood of you actually sustaining the decision is poor because you are not driven, willing, or confident that you can do it right now. Uh-huh. But if you come to that 31st and you're like, you know what, it's th- that's it. I'm mm-hmm. going to change this. Take advantage of that and do it. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was mm-hmm. trying to say. So they actually can play a role into people's lives. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So they, it can be beneficial. Yep. When yeah. You get there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you guys? What about you, Ben? <laughs> Ooh, probably short term, I'm... Um, I so say for the next six months, I've got two holidays to organise. Nice. So one for my first year anniversary. Nice. And a family get together. We're um, in um, the first week of July, which I actually mentioned I'm going to Fraser Island. Mm-hmm. Yes. We might even do a little bit of a theme because we were thinking about um, theming the um, so on the campground the uh, oh. Christmas in July. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tiff wants to Sounds see us all in ugly sweaters. Sounds so, very Tiff. Yep. Yeah, and you can't do u- you can't do ugly sweaters here in Australia because it's just too hot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It's still too hot in July. I know. Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go by with a sweater. Yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as it's a fairly Mexican, right? yeah. <laughs> as long as it's fairly thin, it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, it should be okay. Yeah. But. It all depends on where they come from because, of course, you won't get them here in Australia. So, yeah. we'll have to get them from overseas. Yeah. Um, and, on sale. And apart from that is um, just um, organizing my advertising for my next um, next stage of business expansion for the yep. next year. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Like a growth there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping in the next three years to reach um, full capacity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Nice. All right. Cool. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. 
But for me, I, I'm. I it has to do with your business, or. <laughs> well, I was about to say, for, for me, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm someone in the same boat as I don't like, like putting it off for New Year's resolutions and, yeah, and okay. that. Um, but I, yes, I do have long term goals that I work towards, but I think about it more as a collection of habits that achieve those goals rather than just being an arbitrary goal at the end of the, the runway. So uh, for me, I try to. I add positive change to my life by in, by including new habits and any new habits you want to drive. For? Yeah, well, uh, I'm tr- I, I have already started, but like I guess it could be you know said that it's going into the new year, but uh, trying to be more intentional about my health in, in the upcoming year. Simply, okay. Simply because in the in the last year I I went through a, a phase where I, I started running more, I started getting more more fit, and just you know some life circumstances changed, which meant that I couldn't do that for a while. Sure. And um, I'm, I was feeling so good at, at that, that time, point, yeah. you know. And so I, I really want to get back to that. And so just installing some some habits where I'm I'm improving my health is is one thing. And um, oh, th- sign up for the GC fifty with Dan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jump, some people you know came this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The cherry boys. Oh, came. yeah, I saw the cherry cherries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi guys, you better watch this episode. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be tempting. But I think the longest I've like the longest run I've ever done so far is like five k. So doing committing to a fifty yeah. it feels like a bit of a jump. <laughs> hey, maybe go for a ten. There's the cane to coral actually in yeah, town. True. So yeah, 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 yeah. The cane to coral. <laughs> This went from from personal health to competition very quickly, Fluke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think with marathons, it's more about seeing if you can do it, isn't it? Uh, well, it depends on people. I mean, I know, I'm know i not into for winning it because there's no way I will. I don't do that for a living. And even yeah. if I wanted to, I have so many injuries. So yeah. for me, yeah, for me, it's, I don't know. I just find, I just find mm. it fun yeah. uh, to be there, to... It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> probably, no you know, we have talked in previous episodes about cognitive dissonance, and that's probably one of the cognitively dissonant things that I do in my health. Even like in spite of injuries and, and etc. Well, and not only that, uh, long distance running at some point in time ceases to be healthy. Yeah. So mm. I think there's some papers show 15, 20 Ks max. Mm-hmm. After that, your body goes on the stress. Mm-hmm. Especially if you push yourself. So I don't run that fast, so I don't get that much stress. But when I started, it was quite hard, and I could see how my body was overdriven. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. cool. So habits. Yeah, habits. And the other one that I was going to say is I have had in the back of my mind for probably close to a year now to uh, start another YouTube channel. Oh, right. And uh, I've, I've got like a... Coaching a, people for ministry? <laughs> no, actually, well, uh, something different again so uh, i i have a tendency to overcommit and put too many things on my plate and so that's why i haven't started that yet i'm i'm sort of waiting for a little bit more space in my schedule but i'm not sure when that's going to happen yet but as soon as that does happen then i'll be adding that into my list of habits for, on a to work on on a daily basis <laughs> okay cool cool so, anyway well i have a question for you guys sure have you ever i'm thinking like i'm thinking over sorry about that <laughs> like but have you this ever did you had a resolution have you ever thought of having as your new year's resolution or a today resolution to become a prophet <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> no, why are right. you running away from jonah <laughs> uh, no no no, no i, I think can't say that i have but it's but the, the, in the if, if that was a serious question and we will i think we must of us i think all of us potentially you didn't you laugh it off but i would say no as well mm. And the question is why? 
because I think, I don't know about you, but I view being a prophet not as something that can be achieved, but something that is bestowed. Mm. Okay. So I don't feel like it's possible for me to make that decision and because I can't affect the outcome, I wouldn't make it a resolution. Oh, here's a challenge now. Have you ever heard of the School of the Prophets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Would you sign up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you have to you sign up and then go like, okay, out of these guys, this look is the guy I'm going to grab. But you have to be in the hut. Yeah. You have to be in the school. Yeah, you That's a fair up? call, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we just sign up for the school of the prophets. Well, um, if there was such a thing that I didn't think was like a charlatan money-making scheme, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. No, no, the truth is the real deal, you know. Yeah, if it was the real deal, I, I think that, why wouldn't you? I don't know. When I look uh, at the fear. life of the guy, <laughs> well, when I look at the life of, the, of Elijah, which we will talk about today, yeah. mm-hmm. I think I'm like, huh? <laughs> even if you see the other prophets we haven't talked about there's so many prophets we can talk about yeah. Hosea Daniel Jeremiah Isaiah you know okay uh, Moses you know what uh, happened to him right? <laughs> yeah I know, I know. at the end not so bad getting cut in half <laughs> at the end at the end but, 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 but through the life it was I don't yeah. he probably had a oh I mean if you compare him to Jeremiah I see the your way point. he wrote yeah. it what yeah. do you mean Jeremiah had a fun time <laughs> yeah. he was a mindset right and that tells you about the personalities yep. because I can almost be sure that Isaiah probably suffered he just didn't say much about it right okay that's the, a fair point the Jeremiah the wailing prophet he was wailing <laughs> about it different attitude right? right it's the only way that anyone would listen to him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like oh <laughs> but you look at them and it doesn't look like something to sign up for man mm, like, yeah. that's the reason why I'm thinking like why would you sign up yeah <laughs> but um so Elijah mm. yes Elijah what do we know about Elijah I guess we don't really uh, correct me if I'm wrong but we really don't know anything about <laughs> his early life right like there, there is zero mention of Not that whatsoever no. he is basically he is the prophet of God like bang that's how he enters the story yep. correct yeah yeah. yeah, there's already a crisis going on and there's just a case of... Yeah. Enter he, Elijah. Enter yeah. Elijah. He's the guy who's going to fix the um, problem with um, God's backing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I think because we don't know and you are all right, we don't know about his background as such. Uh, I would like maybe as a, for us to think about the most... The most common peculiar story that people think of when the people when they think about Elijah, which is that difficult time he had that brought him to a place where his mental state was deteriorated, mm-hmm. mm. uh, and so the story is well known. He was um, he had a showdown with prophets of Baal, mm-hmm. and you could argue he won if you could make it a competition mm-hmm. <laughs> God showed up for him because he was yeah. the prophet of the true high God mm. the only God that exists but things happened there that caused him affliction yes mm. so what are the things that happened <laughs> Jezebel alright Jezebel <laughs> is one yeah yeah, yeah. What so did Jezebel well basically what once the, the the prophets of Baal were Jezebel's um, in, they were in her corner right and so mm-hmm. when he put them all to death which by the way would have been a pretty traumatic experience right there but um she then threatens to kill him and something some switch flicks in his mind and he loses confidence at that point and so he runs correct yeah. that that is the first thing that i can think of mm. first is the stress of having to come to fulfill god's role and mm. at some point in time i might have made the mention through this series about the idea that sometimes the distress comes by choice sometimes by duty 
this is duty full on mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of things that tells you a little bit about his character uh, we were talking behind the scenes about temperaments uh, I mean you have a guy who is making fun of the prophets of Baal like it's very yeah. cynic mm-hmm. uh, it's taunting them it's mm-hmm. just uh, and I'm thinking we, we, we started this series with David and I'm thinking about a lot of the chapters a lot of the episodes a lot of the Psalms the journal of David uh, him speaking about his his um, persecutors, his his enemies, mm-hmm. as being wicked, and God saying, "Hey, you know, avenge them. You know, gonna kill them and get rid of them." You know, and I, I struggled for a long time. I still haven't reconciled fully with this, because I'm thinking, um, shouldn't he have the love of God and you know, go help him to repent, make him give him salvation and all that kind of stuff? He's like, "No, get rid of them." Anyhow, and now we have Elijah, and the similar a similar rhetoric in my mind, the dialogue in my mind is thinking like. You should be feeling sorry for these guys. Like, uh, mm. the prophet of Baal is like self-harming. That's, you know, funny, you know, mm. self-harm comes from paganistic stuff. Hey, anybody who is doing that, I know it's suffering. I'm not saying you're a pagan, but uh, originally it comes from this idea of, hey, you know, we're going to uh, appease. Uh, appease the gods, mm-hmm. uh, Baal in this case. Mm. And, and so he's making fun of them. I'm thinking like, hmm, shouldn't he have a bit more, uh, and that tells about his temperament. Yeah. You know, the idea that, I know nothing will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, choleric, perhaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Angry. Do you, think, do you think that was maybe not? I don't know. Do you think that was his his position though, or do you think he was putting that on? I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was making a show for the sake of the people. Yeah. Maybe oh. maybe. Would that be worse? Oh, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just okay. saying I'm just I'm questioning the narrative myself, thinking like the 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 dramatic change in his confidence. Mm maybe belies the fact that he wasn't as confident as he was showing at Carmel. Well, oh, well, uh, anytime that people, anytime that the people of God do something for God, we saw that in, 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 in Samson, you know, the, the Bible says that the spirit, the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson mm. and then he did mighty things, even though he was in his anger, his outrage, he still was judging the people of the Philistines and whatever. So I think that he still had, God has brought him to, with this potential confidence I don't know if he was lacking confidence. I think what we see after, which we'll, which we will get into, is the result of what he went through. Mm-hmm. So he's there. He's making fun of these people. Eventually, God shows up, and the first thing that we have in there is God delivers, uh, but then um, he has to kill all of these guys. So he killed four hundred and fifty. Four hundred one. I don't, I, I don't, the Bible doesn't say clearly, so we can just assume it was himself who did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, he's like, hold them all up because they will be running. Like, the, the moment that he's yeah. killing one, it's like, I'm not staying to watch. For that. Yeah. Or maybe people are like, hey, let's just kill him. We are these more of us. But the yeah. people actually reacted to the Almighty God who delivered and brought up the, the showdown that I am the only one who exists. Mm-hmm. So, but we have mentioned this over and over and over again that we are not designed to we were not originally designed to die not to kill mm. and so he's killing because of duty felt duty to god that mm. these people needed to die and 450 deaths it's mm. quite traumatic yeah when you i mean just think about that i mean i don't, I don't know how how big the communities of the people that live in are but you know i think about my church and on a full day that's 100 people and yep. so that would be you know four of my church family's <laughs> worth of people that, when you yeah, think about it yeah. in, in terms that you can wrap your fingers around, you know, it's, that a, it's, lot it's a lot of people. A river of blood, for sure. Uh, not only a, psychologically, for, for whatever angle you see it, mm. psychologically, emotionally, 
socially, I mean, people seeing this guy, the prophet of God, look at him, you don't need to be scared about this guy. <laughs> like, mm. He's killing everybody, like a mm. child looking at this. And mm. Back then there was no filters, you know, like, ah, oh, the children stay at home because they cannot watch this. Like, mm. everybody's there. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and then, um, and physically, just physically, you know, even if, I don't know how they kill, I don't want to make a graphic, but physically mm. demanding. Yeah. Mm. And then it comes to the Jezebel thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I finish. Like, oh, tell the guy and you know, send in an Instagram post, like, I'm going to kill this guy. And he's like, oh, no, mm. run away. Because um, do you think that um, he, he's done all this and he, now that he's been threatened again, he's, he's thinking about going back on the run? Because right up at this point before, before Mount Carmel, he's been on the run for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been fed in the wilderness by ravens and in the widow's home. Do you think that maybe the three years of being on the run now that he's got back to this point and being threatened would have impacted him that maybe that would have um been one potentially one of the triggers that um triggered that for him to feel unwell you mean or what? or um now that he's being threatened again that he feels like oh do i have to go on the run again okay yeah yeah Mm. well that yeah I, I think when, when you see the storyline in the context that we just mentioned about what happened at that mound, mm. uh, there was an emotion. Uh, he was burnt out. There was an mm. emotional exhaustion that comes to play. I mean, at best, even the good, exciting things that happen in our lives that are events that mark us and bring a lot of chemicals in our brain that leaves us depleted uh, can cause us to be burnt out. Mm-hmm. I can think one of the things that I can think of, you know, a very rapid thing, depending on what wedding people have at a wedding. It's like, oh, preparing this and rushing for that. And by the end, you're like, oh, finally, honeymoon's like, oh, well, I'm really tired right now. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah>. it's physical, <laughs> emotionally demanding. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like I, we, when we got married, I feel like I slept for the first three days, I think, yeah. just trying to get back into it. Catching into, up. Yeah, catching up. And it's man. meant to be an emotionally exciting thing. Now, imagine yeah. this being distressful, traumatizing, mm-hmm. uh, it's to a different level and on top of that somebody's going to uh, swear you know put in the life stories i'm gonna kill this guy tell every tell him mm. hashtagging him right there right and so the paradox here is um he, i would think that i don't know how you i mean the peak of his career we know that this guy went to heaven right mm-hmm. but the peak of his career on earth probably was there as a prophet like the, yeah show down Mount Carmel experience for sure mm-hmm. And it was after that that he became flat mm-hmm. because of the things that we talk, exhaustion, burned out, emotionally demanding tasks. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we kind of start applying some of this stuff into our lives. You know, how many times we do ministries and service and family relationships and mm-hmm. events and work and things that we fill our lives with. And we come to the point that we have nothing much, much else to offer. Mm-hmm. And we try and we kind of stretch it and stretch it. And the rubber band just keeps on stretching until the point that it's just bursting. Yeah, well, burnout is actually a, a big problem in our church, isn't it? Uh, a lot of us will um, work until we're just completely <laughs> burnt out and rather than you're taking a break and actually <clears throat> looking after our mental health. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and one of the, the beautiful thing about this case, and I think in the episode of Job... Uh, look, you alluded to the f- or oh, Ben, one, one of one of us, one of you, <laughs> I mentioned the idea of um, you kind of. I think it was the job episode. You can still be okay with God and still go through these difficulties. Mm. And I think this is a good textbook example to debunk the myth of mental illnesses or mental deterioration, emotional deterioration, as 
being linked with the link to your spiritual life. Mm. Because I don't know, I don't really care if it's a pastor or an elder who listens or watches to this or, or anybody who thinks like, you know, if you are good with God, you cannot go through that. Mm. Because the person who says that to me, I will say like, are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Mm. And if you aren't, well, let me tell you about this guy who not only was, he was like this with God. He said, hey, you know, God, please listen to me. And fire comes down to heaven. How many times have you literally physically commanded fire from heaven? None. And he went downhill. Mm-hmm. And you can say, like, he didn't have faith. Like, if, if, my, if my logic is right, he actually went through this because of his faith. He went through the duty that he had to do. Mm. So he wasn't separated from God. He, yeah. was, he wasn't. Uh, he was he was not the guy who is not going to church or not praying or memorizing Bible verses. He was the guy who was doing all that. He was a teacher and mm-hmm. truly believing it and living it. And his mental health went and healed just like that. Mm-hmm. That's 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 scary because that means that it can happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we're all vulnerable. We're all vulnerable. Yeah. And at the same time, that's hopeful because of what God did for him at that time. Mm. Right. So it doesn't make sense. Like, hey. You believe in God and, and you did all this and now this queen is saying I'm gonna kill you and he's all of a sudden fearful. Hmm. He's a human. Mm-hmm. And what you alluded to then about what God did for him, I, I always find this passage really interesting because it it feels like it's it feels like too simple, right? It's not theological. It's not like it's quite literally. Um, it's in First Kings chapter nineteen, um, verse seven. This is after he runs. Yeah, and an angel of the Lord came back the second time. Oh, sorry, no, sorry, a bit before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said it is enough now Lord take my life for I am no better than my father's then as he lay and slept under the broom tree suddenly an angel touched him and said to him arise and eat then he looked and there at his head was a cake baked on, on coals and a jar of water so he ate and drank and laid down again the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose, ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Mm-hmm. I just find it so interesting that like, in the midst of all of this high spiritual language and story, you know, with the, what happened on Mount Carmel and all the rest of it, and he felt, you know, God, just let me die. Like That's the place yes. that he was at. And yes. God's ministry to him, was have a nap, here's some food and water. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it was but feet, uh, those basic needs. Like you were saying in an earlier episode, that one of the best ways we can support people is by looking at the symptoms, right? Like where they're mm-hmm. at right now, what do they actually need? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what God did mm. through this process. Mm. Um, he gave him the time to, he could have said, okay, what are you doing? Oh, I'm here and leave me alone. Can I please die? Mm. He's like, okay, look, here's food, just go and eat. And then he went back to sleep. And um, Goku said, what are you doing? No, 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 I have a duty to, for you to do right now. Hmm. Go to the board meeting because there is all the prophets that you need to talk to. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, okay, you need to sleep. Just just do that. Hmm. Just, just hmm. take the time. Rest. Yeah. And, then, and, and he repeats, as you mentioned, he repeats yeah. a few times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Elijah, and this is an interesting thing. You know, we have talked about different people throughout this series. 
Saul suicided because of shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Samson, uh, it said that hey, I don't think that he necessarily suicided, but maybe we were with that premise. He suicided in revenge. And these guys thinking, I want to die, job, wanted to die because of grief and loss. Yeah. And this one is it's another a example. Theme here, isn't it? It's a mm -hmm. theme. It's yeah. a theme. And, and, and I think at least, I think that's an important thing because when we get to this level of mental stress, it's not hard to lose this desire to, to live. Mm -hmm. mm. Because we're vulnerable because the suffering is so much or the exhaustion is so much that we just think like, I, 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 just, I just want to not go to sleep because that's what death is. Mm -hmm. There is no return, right? Mm -hmm. But I just want to go to sleep and never wake up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if I wake up, this lady is going to come and try to get me. Like, I had enough. Mm -hmm. Right? So, another interesting thing is that it says that he came from a day's journey. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting thing because he was exercising and yet he was still going through this flat depression. Yeah. The endorphins were not kicking in. I mean, he went through hike. You know, he should mm -hmm. be feeling great. But no, because, you know, sometimes it's not enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He needed to rest. He needed to eat. Uh, the interesting thing about Elijah is that he still listened to the counsel, even though he didn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're in this state of mind, a depressive, hopeless state of mind, I don't know if you ever went through that. You don't have to say that right here, right now. But uh, think or think of somebody who you know. Appetite is not really great. That's the last thing I want to do. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not hungry. Yeah. But he said, yeah. But God, and you know, he, he God sends this thing and gives this message and delivers and tells him, you know, um, here, there is bread, uh, rise and eat, there is water, there is whatever. And he listens to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is a key element for any of us who go through that or anybody who listens and watches that sometimes you might go through this experience and you don't feel like it. But if you do it and you are patient with the process, you'll get better eventually. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's, an, that's a beautiful thing that Elijah gives us in this example. One, uh, you don't have to be far away from God to go through this. It's a myth. That's, that's, that's silly. That's dangerous even when you think about it. Yeah. And two, uh, be patient, you know, be acknowledging that this is, this is, this is, this is a struggle. Mm. And we can do the same thing. I mean, we don't have to fulfill the role of God, but we can give that example, take that as an example of the people that we help. Hey, you know, um, it's difficult. You, you need to rest. Uh, here, I'll bring you food. I'll bring you. Uh, I'll, I'll nurture you. Uh, and eventually, with time, um, we might encourage you to do the the next step. Mm -hmm. The next step. And that's what we do. Is sometimes in therapy. You know, if I tell my patient when he comes depressed, like you do that, 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 that. There's new study. Have you heard of that? There's mm -hmm. eight things. Uh, it's like ah, so hard. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you don't do yeah. that at the beginning. So, and, and maybe, you know, we talk about last, was it last episode? Yeah, in, in terms of job. Mm. Um, maybe that's what the friends needed to do, you know, a little, listen, mm. and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <coughs> uh, and, Don't and overwhelm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. I just want to pick up on something you've been, you've been saying. So, um, the, the time to eat and drink and rest mm -hmm. um, that came after fulfilling his duty. Um, so sometimes when we're fulfilling God's duty, we might we might get to this place where we're a bit burnt out or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not necessarily that that was God's desire, but that's sometimes what, what happens. Um, and I think it's really important that what we're saying is what we're noticing in the text is that God was okay with Elijah taking some time to repair. Mm -hmm. right? and, and he let him. Yeah, but that's something that I think sometimes we feel is, is uh, maybe sometimes wrong. When, yeah. when we're thinking like, you know, I have a duty to mm. fulfill. Yeah, um, taking type of, time off is a failure. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or lack of lack of lack of duty, lack lack of responsibility, or I'm not a good enough Christian. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus died on the cross. I have to go ahead and do. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we have examples of people who probably went the extra mile and you know stretched the rubber band, but the rubber bands might have been stronger and longer and bigger. Hmm. Paul, shipwrecked, bashed up to death, mm. stone, everything happened to the guy, and he kept on going. Mm -hmm. Different people, different temperament, different different gifts, different abilities, different resilience is in different shapes and forms. And that's where awareness mm. comes to play a role. Mm. Some of us might take more, some of us might take less. Mm. And God works with that and allows us to identify. Mm -hmm. you, you could even argue that God's against yourself and against what God wants you to do if you don't take that time mm. off. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're doing the opposite paradoxical to what you're trying to do. Like, no, I'm gonna be continue to do to you, but in doing that, you are in a way you're burning. Yeah, I was like, you're robbing the f the people that you would serve in the future of yeah. that service mm. by not be looking after yourself now. Yeah, yeah, the quality will decrease significantly mm -hmm. because and, if mm -hmm. if in this story, if Elijah hadn't have taken that time to repair, what would have happened? <coughs> Well, I don't know. I will think that he will... Depression is such that if we don't take the time to be able to heal, it's not going to... It's a medical condition, mm. right? So it doesn't just happen like, you know, have a headache and then it goes away. Mm. Uh, especially... Uh, and, and headaches do go away unless you have, like, for example, an embolism and then you get a stroke. Then you're going to have a headache for a long time. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> headache, it's... it's Understatement. <laughs> yeah. So... It's not going to go away. So we need to take the time. Actually, I, I, that's a bit of a lie. There is a, I learned this from one of my mentors, a psychiatrist in a faraway place here in Australia, a different scene. Uh, he, he mentioned, and it's in the textbooks, uh, that uh, with the ideal condition, depression can actually uh, be healed, but that's the ideal condition. Now, who in the world having, is having the perfect relationship, the perfect children, the perfect wife, the perfect girlfriend, whatever, perfect job, perfect mm. everything? Nobody. Henceforth, it doesn't heal. But the idea is that in two years, if you without you doing absolutely zero, you're gonna be okay. If you let okay. it just dumb goes by. But who? But nobody has that. Yeah, condition. who has that life? Yeah. Nobody. So it's really and, and the question is, how do we come to that conclusion? Maybe it's hopeful thinking, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still in the books of psychiatry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the idea here is that it will get worse before it gets better. Mm. You just keep on. Uh, stretching to the point of, I mean, he's already thinking, kill me now. From there, yeah. God, God, now, just do it. Why do you let me? From there to, okay, well, you don't want to do it? Well, guess what? I can do it myself. Right. Mm. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. But that's the worst. That's the next step. That's right. the, well, maybe there's well, a few steps before. What I mean is like that's where, where that road ends. Well, he could. Yeah. He could. He could, mm. for sure. It, and maybe if we take it on a spiritual level, if this was happening, say, in our lives where we had burned out due to spiritual duty, like we're trying to fulfill spiritual duty, um, and we didn't take time to repair, I think maybe one of the outcomes that we could we could maybe anticipate would be that we might actually end up walking away from God because mm. it all got too mm. much. And then we start going through that blame process you were talking about 100%. when we were talking about Job. Mm. Where we start mm. to blame God. And it's like, it's your fault. Why did you call me to do this work? Mm. when obviously I can't handle it. Mm. And then instead of uh, taking time to repair and then coming back fresh, mm -hmm. we just... We just leave all together. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. Uh, anecdotically, well, of course, because this is not science, this is the observations. I have seen that happening. I have mm. seen that happening you know, uh, at different levels with different individuals close and far away from me. But it hurts a lot when it's the closest. Mm. Uh, but it happens when you just throw the towel and walk away. Right. So, so yeah. So this, this idea of repair is really, really important. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, restoration of mm. your emotional, physical and emotional well-being. They're linked. Mm. We cannot delink, you know, the yeah. psychosocial, biopsychosocial, spiritual model, yeah. which we didn't talk about, but all of them link mm -hmm. to each other. There's four corners. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, it is extremely important. And then, I mean, when you look at, at the model of, 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 of healing for, for him, we do literally have the textbook idea of, the nutrition exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, uh, air, rest, and trust in divine power in this story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Every true. single Every one. Every part of that is in there. Uh, God fed him with mm -hmm. bread. Mm -hmm. Ideally, we would like to think that it was a 12 grain, 15 grain bread. <laughs> <laughs> gluten free for those who don't like it. <laughs> Listen to the Gluten Down podcast, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I should have seen that one covered. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it, it just came. Uh, gluten Time Podcast. Yeah. Um, you just had a third time as well. <laughs> gluten Time Podcast. There we go. <laughs> Are you going to cut it off? <laughs> you can if you want. Um, Anyhow, uh, the, the, the bread is there. Uh, the exercise, God was going to give it to him later because he says, you know, go on a journey. He's yeah. going to go through. He was in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know that. There is water there. There is fresh air. Mm -hmm. The temperance is, you know, he's resting and God is not going to overfeed him. Uh, all of this is happening right there with him. And mm -hmm. obviously, he's still connecting with God despite of the fact that he's saying, just kill me now. He's still yeah. keeping this prayerful relationship <laughs> with God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's not saying, do you exist, do you not, uh, are you there, are you not? He's like, I know you're there, listen to me, why is this happening, I want to die. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so all of them were there, and they were successful. Eventually he got up, and he went and did his duty, but God waited for him, mm. and he didn't throw the towel. I mean, he waited, so for those people who, some of us who might be in that position, uh, once we get restored, we can continue with the ministry, with the mm. job, with the with, with whatever we have. Yeah. Once we get healed, we can go back to those even relationships. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely something that was there for sure. Mm. So I wanted to touch on verse ten. I'm not sure whether of chapter nineteen. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether we, you know, we've sort of spoken around it, but not necessarily addressed it specifically. It says, "So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn uh, down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life." You know, there's this idea of loneliness um, mm -hmm. that's, you know, I guess, prevalent in the story of Elijah. Um, yeah. how, how, how do we how do we repair that element? Okay, that's uh, again uh, when I when we talk behind the scenes, I say our textbook um, depression, a bit of a lot of trauma from whatever we talked about, but um, that's where the therapy, the cognitive therapy comes. You know, it's, cognitive behavioral therapy is all about that activation. That's the whole new start thing. Uh, the, the the trust in divine power. Uh, it's part of that cognitive aspect. But that was the problem with Elijah that he self pity. I have a sermon that I preach on the self-pity of Elijah, and it's <laughs> presented. I actually have presented that in different forms and not just church environments. And the self-pity of this guy who thinks that I'm the only one who is going through this. Mm -hmm. And you know how we mentioned in the episode of Job, if you haven't listened or watched to that, go and do that because it's, we talked about that. But Job had the excuse to say, like, I'm the only guy with this problem. Yeah. Uh, but Elijah, I don't know. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I think he didn't, but he yeah. didn't know. Yeah, I was going to say, because <laughs> God corrects him later, right? God mm -hmm. corrects that's him. That's his therapy. Yeah, that's right. Because God tell him the truth then. He's like, well, actually, you're not the only one. Mm. I still have, what is it, 4,000 that haven't yeah. been the need to bail. haven't been. Yeah. So, so that's the therapy. That's the key to try and find evidence to the fact that God is still there. In this mm. case, spiritually speaking, the faith that we have brings us hope. 
find the evidence that challenges our self-pity, our distorted mm-hmm. thoughts, our belief system that is ingrained to the fact that I'm the only one and I'm going to die. Yeah, dispute that. Which is, there is so many, and this is, this is what depression does. There is a cognitive dissonance. There is, there is distorted thinking, mm-hmm. distorted cognition, because on the one side, it's like, why am I here alive? Kill me now. And it's like he's running away from somebody killing him. Mm. Maybe he's worried that he's going to be tortured before being killed. But if he wanted to do that, just go to Jezebel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do the job for you. Yeah. But he didn't want to. No. And most people, no. this is a bracket in here, but most people who's, who think, opt for the option of taking their own lives, n- nobody wants to die. Mm. Because we're not designed for that. Mm. It's like, you know, at that time seems to be Dr. David, David, is it David? Um, DeLeo. That's his last name, DeLeo. Uh, probably one of the most prominent suicidologists in the world. Um, he used to be in Brisbane, and he's now the, in the World Health Organization as an advisor for this aspect. He mentions about this idea of the definition of suicide, meaning uh, or, or including the aspect of there is choices, mm. but at that time, this choice seems to be the most appropriate and relevant uh, as compared to the other choices. Mm. But he's still struggling with this because it's, it, even though it's a choice, it's an option rather, there is options. Uh, it, we're not designed for that, mm. and we know he didn't want to die mm. yeah. because he's running away from being killed. He mm. just wanted an out from his current situation. Yeah. yeah, but that tells us a little bit about the mindset yeah. as well, yeah. which mm-hmm. is cognitive distortions or distorted way of thinking happen when we are going through this emotional turmoil, depression, trauma, when we don't see things clearly anymore. Mm. And this is what's happening to him. He's not seeing clear anymore. Mm. So, so it has to come and so tell would, him. So would you say when we are going through such situations uh, and those, and we aren't seeing clearly, if we have insight, right? If we have the capacity to, to recognize that, hey, I'm going through something that's really significant, that's traumatic or whatever it is, that, and this is certainly not my normal operating circumstances, would it be wise for us to like hold off on, on any like significant decision making? until after things have calmed down. That wouldn't be an unreasonable thing to think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. That wouldn't be unreasonable to not make decisions when we're in such a state of yeah. mind. Um, and yeah, going back to this aspect, uh, when we analyze what's going on, in any distorted thought, there is always a, what we call a core belief system. Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes we carry this from a long time or sometimes we develop in them as we go when, for example, we have a traumatic experience like he did. And his life is at stake. So the question here is, as we analyze our own thinking to be able to get out of it, not only to find evidence, but rather first we need to dissect mm-hmm. what is my core belief system here? What am I actually thinking about myself, about the situation, about, in this case, about God? Mm-hmm. And his beliefs thinking could have been in self-pity, but he's driven by, I'm alone, God left me. Hmm. But God is there. Hmm. But I'm going through this override with of, of difficulty. I'm like, well, you're there, but he cannot see that if God is feeding him, talking to him, hmm. wouldn't he look after him? Hmm. Yeah. He can't. So God, God had to intervene. And that's when sometimes, you know, uh, being able to sit back, think and reflect, what am I really thinking about myself? Hmm. That I'm not good enough? Hmm. That I am not worth it? That uh, I'm alone? I'm the only one? that nobody has gone through this experience or they have i know that people have gone through such experience but not the way i have mm-hmm. which is true in some ways um but that rumination brings us down 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 to the point that it's hard to get out of it mm-hmm. so god comes and does the best 
uh, intervention, mm. he could do it. He's like, let me, have you heard of these people? Mm. Go, and, go and talk to them. I'm going to have another duty for you. Mm. Uh, and they're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll go and see. And sometimes, I don't know if Elijah believed it or not. I think he believed. I mean, he went, he listened to God. So he was having an element to believe. Okay, yeah, okay, fine. If you're saying that that exists, that there are people around who haven't kneeled down to Baal, then I believe it. Uh, and sometimes we have to believe it by faith because he hasn't seen it. Mm. And that's where faith can play a role, you know. Mm. What are those things that this thing tells us that mm. God does for us? Mm. Um, not because we are not having a relationship with God, but rather because even in a relationship with God, Elijah was like this, remember? Mm. We struggle with exhaustion and mm -hmm. emotional uh, turmoil mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. life can be hard. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. We had to acknowledge that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I find it so fascinating that the next thing we, we hear is he's partnering up with Elisha and mentoring somebody. <laughs> you know, like he's going through this like just chronic dip in his life. And then like as soon as he gets out of it, God's like, all right, your next task is to, to prepare the way for the future. For the next, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, that could bring us hope. Yeah. Because even Elijah being in the dumps, he came back up with yeah. the right time treatment process mm -hmm. uh, and he became a mentor, a leader, back on track to the duty that God gave him. So again, if you put a hat as opposed to your ministry, to your job, to your relationship at the time to try and make sure that you're okay, it doesn't have to be the end. Mm. You can be prepared for greater things. It's and like a bone, broke, a broken bone. Anybody have broken a bone? Yeah. Okay, mm. so you break a bone, and, and, and physically speaking, in that at that section where the bone heals, actually heals stronger. Yeah. Mm. Some people would break it or not, you know, there might be an issue there, but you have. <laughs> but that, that, that bone is meant to actually, it, there is a scarring and whatever you want, and yeah. pains and whatever, but it's meant to be stronger. Yeah. And that's what happens sometimes, you know, you can have a fallout with somebody or in a situation or a mental state and you can actually come stronger because you can learn from that. Mm. You can, the bond can be better, the, the relationship can be better, your ministry can be better, that your job can be better. That in itself is a very, very encouraging thought, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Really, the fact that... Cause a lot I of hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm meaning is like I often... Like when I think about times in my life where I've been in a, in a bad place or, you know, like... I guess we all reflect on our lives and, and, and think, you know, what if I'd made that decision or this decision? And, that. Mm -hmm. and w one of the things that I often have thought about or, or with concern is I, I thought to myself, like, I, I wonder, like, it, once you've gone through this, does that mean that you're, you're better or you're more broken? Like, you know, on, mm -hmm. on the other mm -hmm. side of it. And so hearing that, that, that is, it's good for people to recognize that just because you've gone through these trials cha and challenges, it actually could potentially mean that you come out the other side stronger than what you went into it. Not, yeah. not more damaged. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, take the process, take the time, take the counsel, mm. uh, do the things that God might have been showing you or God might have sent somebody to tell you, hey, you know, maybe try a little bit of this. Yeah. Mm. Try and help yourself a tiny little bit by small measures mm -hmm. and eventually, yeah, you can come to that point when it's mm. going to be better. Mm hmm um, mm. And if, if Elisha is the legacy of Elijah, then mm. what you're saying is absolutely true, right? Because yeah. he was an even more powerful prophet Correct. than Elijah was. Correct, correct. Um, yeah. So yeah, the healing was, was even better. It, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, it, 
it helps him to grow. And we have limited information as to how the full extent of the conversations of the mentoring. But uh, I don't know. I would like to think that he will talk, hey, you know, one yeah. day I was in the dumps and they were persecuting him and I went through this process. God was there, but I thought he wasn't. And then whatever, you know, and I came out well. Yeah. And he learned from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Elijah. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely mm. it helped both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. And well, never, ne- needless to say, he had a pretty good deal at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Translation is, yeah, yeah that that would yeah, be being pretty taken hot. to heaven. Yeah. Uh, in such a sh- pretty cool manner. Mm-hmm. Um, be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, mm. So as far I, I feel like we've kind of organically gone through the process, but is there any anything else? Treatment-wise, or uh, any any flat spots that in the story that you feel are important that we need to still talk about. When you stop the cameras, they will come. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like before, in it's your always life. the way. I, 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 right now, I think we have covered enough to think about the life of this individual as somebody who uh, who struggled mm. and who came okay, and who and who God wasn't ashamed to say that even though he was close to him, he was his body and his prophet, mm-hmm. he went through this struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was he was the Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wasn't just a Christian, he was he was a he was a Christian, yeah. the one to follow. So yeah. Well, we're going to leave that there. Thank you for joining us for this series. If you've enjoyed it and you'd like to see us uh, do more Bible characters, please let us know in the comments. Send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you find us. We'd love to hear your suggestions on uh, Bible characters that you'd like to hear us chat about. So, Dan, thank you so much yeah. for joining ah, thank us. Thank you. It thank was you. awesome. Thank you. It's been lots of fun. Hope you can I'm come back. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks, guys. Yeah. No worries. Well, you guys, if you've enjoyed it, share it with a friend. And we look forward to catching you guys for another episode next week. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mail mailing list. So I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that. If you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet, you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us. So if you want to help us reach those goals, please jump in and give us a review. The final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account. Now, Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating. And ultimately, what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast. And so if you'd like to help us do that, jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards. But at different levels, there are different benefits, different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours. If you can't afford that, we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.